You're listening to Family. It's like thing, but with an M instead of an N. A podcast for learning. An educational-ish podcast. This is episode 76, because 75 was a Patreon-only exclusive. The date is... Uh, Mart... May... 14th? Uh, I'm your host, Nicholas Rue. And with me, as always, is your... Also, I'm host, sorry. What what what's the date? Paul Vine. It is right, May. Well, this has already caused 14th. some time time travel conundrums. Considering the the, the thing that we rewind re- rewound to talk about did not come out until the fifteenth of May. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I got a I got a pre release um, <laughs> okay, hard coded cool. Korean right. subtitle torrent. Yes. You watched no. it on my Plex, no, right? No, I, I, uh... Yeah. I guess if you got a legal pre-release that I also got the rights to watch, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... You got the rights to watch I'm trying to, to make it? sure that I don't go to jail for saying that I watched this film. <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, hey, what film were we talking yeah. about? So, oh, Scoob! Uh, yeah, uh... We recorded some pre-roll that if you want to listen to, go to the Patreon and give us money. Which you can find at http colon forward slash forward slash www.patreon.com forward slash themk. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, That's it. That's the URL. Well, I guess we didn't take a break because we've gone back. I was going to like try to patch up the fact that it's been a while, but but we've already established in this timeline that it right. We so just released an episode that, last uh, week. It hasn't been a while, and everything is normal. No weird shit has gone down. Um, it would be fucking crazy if in like. Well, right, we're still in, in the it, throes of COVID, which seems to be really the only thing yeah, that's going on in the world normal right now. Otherwise. You know, other than the whole COVID thing, and, and places are just starting to get ready to open back up. Um, so yeah, Nick and I, t- lots of open storefronts. You finally get to see windows, uh, doors. You could see people inside yeah, people, setting up people and preparing. Love to be hanging out, um, you know, on the street, going out onto the street, you know, because Late. like they're allowed to again because the, the lockdown's over. Um, so Nick and I did the thing that. I feel like a lot of people. Um, well, what, what are your feelings about Scooby Doo as a whole, Nick? If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk about this, I love movie. Scooby Doo. I'm a big Scooby Doo fan. Growing up, I watched a lot of Scooby Doo. I watched Scooby Doo. Where are mm-hmm. you? I watched Did a you? pup named Scooby Doo. I especially like the Don Knotts episode. The uh, yes, one with the Harlem was, Globetrotters uh, was a personal favorite. Is that um, the new minor Forty Niner? Is is. I yeah. it's the one where a celebrity shows up every time. And I think it's, it's like, the so, new Scooby. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's because because originally it's uh, what's new Scooby Doo? The new Scooby Doo movies. movies. Yes, the new so, Scooby Doo movies. Um, yes. It, Which I gotta say, the um this this drawing of Don Knotts looks like it's a racial like character good, of right? a mannequin. It seems offensive in some way that I can't um, quite put my. So yeah, I on. also love uh, a Scooby Doo. Um, I've probably mentioned this on this podcast before, but I quit doing karate because it 
overlapped with when Scooby-Doo would show on Cartoon Network, and I I made a decision. N- no, as recently. A kid. <laughs> okay, you know I tried to do karate when I was a kid, and I had my mom call the um, karate place, and <laughs> they never called back. So I kind of um, took yeah, that as a sign. Let me look sign. at the belt real quick to see. So uh, let me just give me a start. You start at white and go to orange. I believe I got to orange with one black dash. I think is where I got to, which is wow. like the third level kind of. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was just like, what oh, Scooby-Doo? Uh, and I'm sure there's probably some other stuff, but th- in my memory. Um, so I'm a big fan of, of the Scooby-Doo. Right. And I love the Scooby-Doo franchise. I like going with the scary robot, I the think scary ghost, minor the 49er. The movies are yeah, scary like fine, not the, not the live-action ones, which are a little goofy. Um, but the... I like the first live... Well, I like... I, I like the... So when the first live action one came out, I actually went to, I think, Taft Theater when I was a kid to go see a stage show version of Scooby-Doo. That was very good. And, um, you know, to my child eyes, who had never seen proper theater before. Um, but I had fun with that first movie, and even the more second so, movie, I think, with the second okay, movie. Okay, so the first movie, I liked a I lot. Just, I liked Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. Great. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Awesome. Um... The second, those are the animated ones. Now these yes. are the animated. Now the second ones, right? live action Scooby Doo movie. I did go to see in the theaters with my father, who, like, basically as soon as they introduced Scrappy and kicked him out, just leaned over to me and went, "Scrappy's the bad guy," um, and ruined that movie for me mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was like. Yes. Oh, from a mile away. Because he caught it. Like, within, like, seconds. was just like, yeah, Scrappy's the bad guy. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I didn't say that because I was, like, 12. Which, um... Do you know who wrote um, the Scooby-Doo live action movies? No, who is it? Go ahead and... To bring it back to our pre-roll that you can listen to if you go to theme at patreon.com slash theme. Okay. Is, uh, it's James Gunn. Yeah. Uh, famed Guardians of the Galaxy director and, um pedophile tweeter pedophile yeah that's a um that takes on a new meaning now that chris what's his name chris delia uh yeah yeah i don't know the the greasy long hair a guy that i don't know anything about but uh, has been canceled because i guess he tries to date underage girls uh no one knows this no one knows this yet but we learned it's true from a whisper network so this is gonna yeah. this is gonna come out. We called it from a mile away, I guess. We got um, we got a scoop. So the... Well, you know, it was just because um, Hulu. You know how you finish a series on Hulu and then it just starts playing another one. It um, started playing uh, the first episode of Workaholics and then the second episode of Workaholics and then that one where Chris Delia plays a pedophile and I thought, hmm, he's uh, too good right. at this. Uh, so. So everyone watch. Also, James Gunn said that uh, the original script for this movie was much more adult and much darker, and that uh, it's totally inconsistent because the studio me. force changes. Um, considering that the... <laughs> okay, wait, hold up. That there was an R-rated cut and that CGI was used to remove cleavage from the female cast members. That's actually probably fine. 
that probably mm-hmm. like I do not do know how I would have um Oh, he was going to have Linda Cardellini and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar kiss to get their souls back together. Yeah, maybe it's good. Maybe it's good that the um, the the studio stepped in and was just like, "Hey, man, you know what? You know this is for kids, right? Like, you know who likes Scooby Doo, right?" But but do kids I, like Scooby Doo? Who knows? Who knows who Scooby Doo is for? Because Be- I. Let's get back to the 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 pre-release version of Scoob that we watched. Um, Who was that movie for? Like, there were plenty of jokes in there that seemed like it was designed for like people like me on Twitter, like calling uh, uh, the Blue Falcon a a large adult son. Um, it like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why. Did they do that? I I didn't notice that. As um, Dino Mutt has on Blue Mm -hmm. Falcon. It's like, this isn't the original Blue Falcon. This is his large adult son, Kevin, or whatever the fuck his name was. Um, yeah, that movie was bad. And, and mm-hmm. the reason that movie was bad, um, beyond the fact that it's bad. And I've got another bad movie that I would love to talk about um, at some point. Um, the reason that movie was bad is because they replaced all the voices, except for Scooby, who is still performed by Frank Welker. Um, who has like been the longtime voice of Scooby Doo since the original voice? I think. Uh, yeah, and Frank Welker used to play yes. Shaggy. Yes. I mean, sorry, used to play Fred. Uh, right? I guess he was not in because it was Casey Kasem directly to yeah. everyone's favorite Matthew Lillard, and then for this, th- they Fred- fucking slummed it with uh, Bill Bill Will yeah, Bill well, Will Forty. Yeah. So so, Willie Forty, who I'm a fan yeah, it was of. Not but good. God, it was so that's the wrong. thing. None of the voices sound right. They did a weird thing with Velma, which kind of just felt. I I I don't. It's a weird thing. I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but they were like got Gina Rodriguez, I think, to play like do the voice for Velma, and so they like. Oh yeah, where they made her yeah, vaguely, they did, like, vaguely, a slight vaguely race bending, um, which is like. I don't want to complain about because it seems like people complaining about Hermione uh, is definitely white or whatever. Um, but like, I, whatever. It was just weird. None of the voice, the voices are so off that like the only person who did a good job besides Frank Welker is Scooby-Doo because it's just Scooby-Doo um, is Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman, in my opinion. He did good. I didn't mind Ken Jong as Dino Mutt, but I just love Ken Jong. Tracy Morgan was amazing. Um, but the so the plot of that so, movie though. Hold okay, on, I'll, we I gotta get yes. back. I gotta get back before we even do that. I knew that, that this movie was good. Okay, this is like a a joke. I've still been hung up on. So the movie starts. Uh, they're yes. all children, right? And then we find out that like Shaggy is a uh, just a oh, yeah, sad little boy no who no one wants to uh, hang out with. Just no one. He just walks around listening to like music he, on his iPhone, which they have he iPhones. Has, he has, immediately he has an iPhone jarring. that he listens to music that he just hits like a decades button, which is very funny to me. Like he just like has it like on the yeah. fucking home screen. He's just got like a '90s button that he hits, and it goes through from like the 2000s back to the 60s of playing different songs that are about being alone or by yourself. Like it, it plays. 
which yeah. is um like just yeah, a, play a, three dollars. It, who's it's that for? Like d- dads who are like, damn, yeah, I love Three Dog Night and uh, fucking uh, Eric Carmen's all by myself. Yeah, but who was like, let's unpack Shaggy's character. He was a I mean, I sad, guess, like, sad child. It, it does set up the movie in the sense that like the the movie is about friendship. So like, why not open with like. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the, it, the takeaway, right? Like that's what the, the well, we'll get into it. Like that's like the, but that's like the whole thing is that the movies it, it does. Uh, the takeaway is that whatever you think the stakes are, say a short poem that doesn't make sense, well, and yeah, they'll be too. undone. But 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 like, but it's about friendship, right? Because like that's the reason that, um, God, let's just get to the fucking cameos. Uh, no, no, go no, well, no. The, the I'm first not one's done a... yet. Listen, you. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Shut up. I have you. to this get through this. This is five okay, minutes in the movie, and I'm still hung up on it. So they're children, and then Shaggy has Scooby because he found him, and he lied to a beach car. Well, hold on, real, um, real quick. Before you get to this part, hollow. I do want to wrap up that he's listening to the songs about yeah. being alone. Decides that music's not going to cut it. Puts on a podcast that is Ira Glass talking about being being alone. Like Ira Glass as himself. Who is who is that for? Right. Who's that for? Who's that for? All right, continue. Then they go for Halloween, right? And then um, Shaggy sees uh, Velma and she's um, mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? And so he makes a joke where he's like, oh, are you someone from Harry Potter? And she's like, no, I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And he's like, oh, a Hufflepuff? And she's like, no, she's a Supreme Court justice. And then he goes, oh. So a Slytherin, then. What joke is that? What? Who's that for? What's the idea that Shaggy thinks that because she's a Supreme Court justice, I mean, she's evil? What does that say about Shaggy's you know character? That, you know I don't think he's Sha- wrong. That, you know that I, that's Shaggy's just character. a thread they don't follow. Exactly how Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to vote on a, a pipeline going through Appalachia six weeks from now. <laughs> that's what it says about his character. <laughs> Yeah, it's remarkable that 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 Shaggy had the foresight to see in the future that that uh, R- R- RGB, RGB was a snake, but also <laughs> red green blue RGB a red <laughs> the red green <laughs> red blue green. <laughs> uh, I don't like that snake, but um, just just the idea that like for children, like who who is that joke for? That any supreme like does Shaggy think? Judges are evil? That politicians are evil? What's the implications of hearing that someone who he doesn't know who the who they are? He knows nothing about them. He just finds out that they are his Supreme Court justice and he decides that to, to him fair, that means This movie evil. does open up with Shaggy being harassed by a cop. And so so he is probably distrustful of the justice system. And who better to like to, to like represent the justice system than a popular Supreme Court justice. So that tracks to me, actually. Shaggy says a cap is what I'm getting at. But <laughs> I agree. I would love to see more of that. I've seen, um, you know, it's not very popular for people to talk about this right now um, in <laughs> May 14th. But, um, I've heard people say if we defund the police, which is something people are talking about right now. Not a lot of people. I wish more people would talk about it. it. But Miriam Kaba 
um, who should get like somebody fuck Brett Stevens. We should get her in the New York Times. That would be a cool thing to see at some point in the near future. Yeah. Miriam Kaba. Uh, who is this person? She is at at Prison Culture on Twitter. Um, longtime prison abolitionist and longtime uh, police abolitionist. Has some very interesting writing about uh, defunding the police. That is something people should read, myself included. And I hope people will talk more about going into the future. So, so right after um, that whole opening bit where they, I guess, solve a crime and decide to become Mystery Inc. Wait, is, 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 um, okay. And that's another thing. So when they're kids, there's a man <laughs> in, in the supposedly haunted house that's dressed as a ghost <laughs> who's grabbing at small children in a very aggressive way and it's to hide in the otherwise empty house the small room that he has barely hidden just filled with yes. stolen consumer electronics <laughs> and what what part of that is supposed to uh, make sense first off the room is was wasn't it hidden behind because uh, he had to crash through a thing did he just crash through a door Well, he was rigged in a wire and then standing yes, it's, in it's the back the, of a wardrobe. That's right. It's behind waiting a, it's for behind someone a wardrobe. To, oh. So it is kind of well hidden. But also, like, why is your secret room in your off your foyer? That's what a weird place to put your secret room. Yeah. Why is it hidden behind a wardrobe a in wardrobe an abandoned house that, that you leave unlocked? Uh, like, who comes home, opens their door, and is just like, oh, thank God my wardrobe is here so that I can hang up my stuff. Every part of that is, and, and then they do a incredibly time skip suspicious. To when they're teenagers now, or like, yeah, like teenagers, young adults, I guess. I think it's they're probably eighteen, twenty, um, where they are going into business with Simon Cowell. Why? Yeah, um, why I guess is Simon he's Cowell? An <laughs> and that would set up. So, but, but that's where the. I, do kids point, know who Simon Cowell probably is? Probably not. Because, like... Oh, maybe. He's, he's on The Voice now, isn't he? Our America's Got Talent? I don't he's know. He's on a thing. He's on America... America's Got Talent? Do kids watch that? Nah, prob- I, is that youth culture? So, but America's Got Talent? I don't fucking know, man. But, but that's the thing, right? It's the Simon Cowell... Is like everybody is really good and talented, and I want to go into business with you, but fuck Shaggy and Scooby because their only thing that they bring to the table is friendship. Mm-hmm. Like they're not good at anything other than like moral support and being friends. And he says their friendship is useless. So that's kind of what sets up the rest of the movie. Um, of which the plot is buck wild. Okay, it's oh my god! I okay. Do we have to go through the plot, or can we jump ahead to the line what's, what's that made line absolutely made no sense, sense to it? me at the end? Okay, let me it's just at do the quick, end. Of, it's like, at the very end of the, of the movie, which is Scooby is des- descended from Alexander the Great's dog. Okay, Dick Dastardly opened a portal to hell to steal gold, uh, and lost uh, Muttley, and is now finding the skulls of Cerberus so that he can reopen the portal to hell 
using Scooby to get his friend back. Though you don't know he's trying to get his friend back. You think he's just doing it to get get the money. It's kind of a, it's kind of a twofer. That's right. Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races. Remember Wacky Races? I do, uh, and, but uh, I don't think most and people do. The Blue do. Falcon are also from uh, old Hanna Barbera stuff as well. So this th- really what this is is trying to I know, like, but open did... up the the Hanna. Bar- They're trying to expand the canon, the, the scope of it, and apparently. Uh, um, Blue Falcon and Dynamite have been paired with Scooby and Shaggy before because they're kind of a a, a funny parallel. Right. Um, so that's that's kind of like the rough plot. Um, which again, like I saw on Twitter and was like, oh, that's kind of a funny like joke, just mm-hmm. because it's so out there. Um, yeah, the plot. What, like like when I first read plot? that, I was like, oh, that's not really the plot to this movie. This is. Somebody's just like doing actually a really good version of the I made an AI watch a thousand episodes of Scooby Doo and it wrote a plot to a movie and this mm-hmm. is what it came up with. Hey buddy. Hey hey Paul. Hey hey my my co my co host. Um if you watched a hundred episodes of Scooby Doo in any incarnation, do you really think that you would get this? Because this is just like a, a, a mishmash of generic cultural references with Scooby poured in and then just like a third of wacky races because they have the I, I, rights and the they got to use it, them. It felt very much like Sonic in that way where they were just like. I would argue that Sonic, I actually watched a little bit of Sonic after I finished <laughs> this like movie because cleanser, it sucks so like bad. Like a sorbet. And, um, <laughs> as a pal- yeah, because Sonic was at the very least self-aware, and I've watched a lot of uh, Ben Schwartz talking about his role as Sonic, of how he would like watch the dailies, and then try and come up with new jokes, and then re-record lines so that he could have okay. like fresher jokes in it, and how he intentionally modeled like a few of his lines and jokes after um, Jim Carrey bits, to have kind of a, a reference to his career. And a lot of, like, care and thought and punch-ups and, like, genuine comedians seem to go into Sonic that um, Scoop just seemed like they were like, we need a joke here. Let's uh, let's just look at Google News. Yeah, All right, well, let's does, insert but, that. Uh, the, I guess the reason that I said it reminded me of Sonic is they both had dabbing in it. Like, like it felt like... Yes, which the dabbing in this was one of the few parts that the I like. The Blue Falcon was kind of like okay as Mark. First off, also to tie it back to what we talked about before the episode, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg yeah, also weird. super miscast in this role. This seems like such a Chris um, Pratt. Character. Chris Pratt is probably too expensive, honestly. Um, but fine. There's um. Who else? Yeah, could, a Joel I mean, McHale anybody, character, right? Like, you just kind of need like a younger shithead, um, because that's what he is. But, um, so the, yeah, they do the whole thing. Uh, Captain Caveman's there. They get to the underworld. And they realize that in order to lock or to to close the gate to the underworld, you said a younger shithead, and admittedly, I said Joel McHale, which I just watched Community again. Uh, so maybe that isn't the best reference, but I don't think 
Mark Wahlberg. No, is no, no. Young I'm, I'm, to that's be what I'm saying. A, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's I'm saying 50. that the Blue Falcon character though is is a young shithead. They should have had a fucking. Yeah, I I know. He, he's playing like 20 years older than he should. Zac yeah, Efron should have done Fred, that or which something. Is weird. Um, also, Amanda Seyfried was Daphne. Inexplic- so the other thing, real quick, before we get to the thing that you hate, the other thing that pissed me off is that so they got rid of all the original voices for the most part. Um, but then they also cast all these new people, mm-hmm. like new celebrities as these voices without even talking to mm-hmm. the original mm-hmm. voices. Like Matthew Lillard and um, uh, Greg, what's her name? Gray. Mm. Gray Delisle, I think. I don't know. That. Casey Kasem. Uh, yeah. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, do you know who played young uh, Shaggy? Who? I don't know. Don't look it up. Tell me if you know. It's Ian Armitage, um, who oh, you may right. know better that as young Sheldon. Sheldon. I didn't know his name. Um, but but yeah, they they cast those people, um, and like that's without like talking to the original act- actors. Um, so they were, like, kind of pissed about it. Which is very bizarre and weird to me. Um, anyway, what, what, you go to the thing that you hated. There's a part at the end of the movie, um, and I can't remember the exact wording, but it's after um, we think, as the audience... That Shaggy is sealing himself into hell to live with Cerberus for an eternity. Um, and then everyone gets really sad because they think Shaggy's gone. And then they, then suddenly a statue appears, and then they read the inscription on the statue, and then Scooby says something sad, and then um, Cerberus's giant paws kick Shaggy back into the plot, so that moment of sadness meant nothing. Which I can't argue too much against because I think the fake, fake death of Chewie and the Rise of Skywalker was fine, but um, well, it still felt uh, yeah a little light. It kind of made then, sense only in 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 the sense that like you know Alexander the Great and his dog, who's like his best friend, like why design it that way? Why would like if you're gonna have an easy if you're gonna have yeah, an easy, it, it out, doesn't make any it sense. Way. Just, it's only to have that moment where they have to separate and it gets sad. Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Okay, I was gonna defend it, but I realized like halfway through my sentence that yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, like no, no part of it. it it's so contrived. Like it's such a contrived because they need like Scooby and Shaggy to be sad, and then um. So the line that got to me is, and I can't remember the exact wording, which is what um, upset me, and which is what really like bothered me about it. Who said it? But it was some. It was Velma at the end of the movie. She was like, um, "Now I know what you guys are. I'm the brain. Velma's the empath. Fred's the." the muscle and you're the heart no Fred's the tank that's what it said she said I'm I'm the brain Velma's the empath 
Fred's hold on, hold on. the tank. Yeah, hold and on, you're I, the I've, heart. I'm, I've got it up right now. Which, like, what? Fuck! What is that? What? What classes are those supposed to be? What game are you playing? What metaphor are you using? Where there's a brain empath tank, and then a heart, and also. What? If you already have a fucking empath, isn't that just another way yeah, of saying Yeah, I mean, heart? like, if you're using the, so it's, the it's, Captain Planet versions of this, right? If you're using this weak-ass metaphor's limitations, that's what it is. Like, there's no, like, an empath and a heart. Those are the same thing. And also, who says tank when you say brain? Also, and then, not, who, who's the brain? Velma? That's it, it, uh, it, it, Vel, Vel, Velma. No, sorry. D- that doesn't make Wait. any fucking sense. Yes, Velma. Like Velma, Velma is smart and is has been like the brain one. But like, if you want to talk about brains, like Fred is the one since the fucking beginning who has always but like been the one who who designed the trap to catch the bad guy. Like he's like he's, he's like always the been the person obsessed uh, too. with. Um. Yeah, yeah, like the tank. Goofy doesn't make any sense. That's a that's a different movie. Um, yeah, and then it ends, and they they have a dance party with a new mystery machine, and they reveal that. Oh, hold on! Okay, I am fine. not ready to stop talking about this yet. When when it's supposed to be the payoff moment, where she's like, "I finally get what our dynamic is. I'm the brain." Fred is the tank. Daphne's the empath. And you're the heart. There are so many layers of that that are just like words put together. Who wrote the script to this? Is Adam... (laughs) I don't know. Hold on. I'm not ready to get there yet. Why wouldn't you just say, you guys are the guy? That would be a lot... Because they eat all the time and they have, like, base impulses that you listen to. They set it up. Why wouldn't you just say, you guys are our gut, you're the stomach, and then have one of them burp or something? Okay, that would have made a lot more sense. Um, You do have to consider that the guy who wrote this uh, co-wrote Due Date with with Todd Phillips (laughs) to bring it back. And also uh, co-wrote Rampage. And is and is a writer for oh, on no. the Black Adam movie <laughs> okay. that's currently in pre production. <laughs> that's gonna be a bad um, movie. Why wouldn't you say you have you have people getting paid so much money to record these lines, write these lines, and then do the CGI? Why wouldn't you say I'm the brain? You even even say Fred's the muscle. I don't care. Fred's the muscle. Uh, Daphne is the heart and you guys are our gut like you could have they could have done that Uh, and then and then the hover van comes down and then Blue Falcon's a levitating DJ and then they play generic Uh, you forgot the part where they um, unmask Dick Dastardly for some reason like a and it's Simon Cowell, and then it turns and out to be a, there's a second mask, which is kind of a funny bit, I guess. 
It's kind of funny that. Hey, where does that bit end? Has Simon Cowell been no, dick dastardly the, 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 this the, entire the time? The bit ends as soon as they rip off Simon Cowell's face and it's dick dastardly again. And it's the, and he says nobody ever goes for the double unmask, um, which is a weird thing to say because that makes it sound like he's tangled with them before. Considering that, like Mystery Inc. is the group known for taking the mask off the bad guy. Um, and then I mm-hmm. that's I guess it's a way thing. to get Simon Cowell also, back in there. We needed Simon Cowell back in there, didn't we? Um, yeah. It it was it wasn't even fun bad. I wish it was fun bad. It was just like a first draft of a script that they said sure. Yeah, well, and so that's the thing, right? Like I'm a firm believer. So I to, to bring it back to what we kind of started recording at, I created a Letterboxd account. Not that people should follow it because I don't review movies well. I mean, it's just under no, plug, plug it. Uh, at Letterboxd. So, um, but, you know, I watched this film and I gave it one and a half stars because it was like, fine, I guess, you know, it's not good. Um, but then there was another movie that came out or is going to come out that you've, you've made the time complicated, Nick. You've made time complicated for me. I didn't uh, do anything. Because I watched Artemis Fowl, which is a uh, which is a book series for me that okay. I was very nostalgic for and very excited about. Um, a movie that's going to be made, even though I knew the movie was probably going to be very bad. And if you had issues with Scoob, if you had issues with Scoob and the writing and how things were handled and how things were done, may I recommend watching Artemis Fowl because that is not a movie. <laughs> Um, it's not a movie. It's, it's not a movie. It's so. If you are familiar with the original book series, I hold on. I have to. I see this movie isn't out for another month. So okay. let me check my deep web sources. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a poster of a a. A kid with uh, sunglasses on, and then there's yes, just—is that code? No mesh. No, it's a—it's a strange language. Um, I don't know. So the thing about Artemis Fowl is that it's a book series in which, like, came out roughly around the same time as Harry Potter. It came out like 2001. Um, so there are actually probably a couple books into Harry Potter by the time this came out. But it set itself apart because the main character is a bad guy, right? Like the main character is a criminal mastermind. Um, and he's also a, sh- yeah, and he's also a shithead. Artemis Fowl. Yes, he's like a fucking this asshole little baby who boy. Is this this this? Yeah, he does John Mulaney impersonator. But, yeah, his whole thing is that he's like too smart for everybody. He's up his own ass the entire time. And mm-hmm. Disney decided they were going to make a movie directed by Kenneth Branagh, in which they basically like I, they didn't even just like run some sand like like run some sandpaper over him to smooth off the edges. They, like, polished him. So he's still smart, but, like, the complete shithead vibe is almost entirely gone. Hey, Paul, I'm just looking at these photos. Is he, um, it seems like he's best friends with a child version of the Green Goblin. Yeah, that's... 
More specifically, uh, Willem Dafoe's great Holly album. Short, who is a, like, semi-antagonist in the first book, and then becomes, you know, they, they team up. So the plot of the first book is that he kidnaps a fairy to ransom for gold. That is the plot of the first book. In this movie, his dad is kidnapped by a bad guy who literally shows up in, like, four scenes. Never is shown. His dad is Colin Farrell. Who's his dad? In this movie. The bad guy is a character named Who's Opal Co- Cowboy, who is not in the first book at all. Shows up in the second book as kind of a... Um, I want to say, in my memory, it was like a, a plot twist reveal of being the bad guy, but it's not like as soon as you introduce that, that character in the second book it's like oh yeah here's the bad person in the second book but in this movie it is just a person in a cloak who you don't see their face ever they talk in like a gravelly voice um and they are only and there's they're only in like sounds good and scary i swear four maybe five scenes and they don't do anything and that's the antagonist of this first movie and the only movie they're not going to make another one for sure because it was so bad um we don't even know we don't know they, what box they specifically will do when they're, well, they're releasing the it on streaming because they, they know it's it's not going to yeah yeah oh it's not <laughs> going to do well no they're to die um so like as a fan of that series and like watching this, I'm like, ah, it's gonna not gonna be good. Uh, but they made so many changes, and I'm like, how the fuck is the? How does anybody like this? How is? And it none of it makes sense. Uh, I'm pretty sure at one point they just start referring to the bad guy as Opal Cowboy without ever revealing that is who that is. Like Artemis just says that name, and it's like, why the fuck would you know who that is? You haven't even talked to that person. Like that person just kidnapped your dad and is. Yeah, and it's just like hanging oh, Opal out Cowboy? in Russia, and then they just teleport. Opal Oboy. They just teleport his dad. Opal Poboy. The, the manor, and that's it. Um, awful, awful movie. Just not enjoyable. Like not even God. bad. You know, uh, fun bad. You know that that's that's where I kind of got to this. Is like I firmly believe that movies are bad until they are good, and then sometimes become bad again. Um, and I think that a lot of movies that are bad, uh, are at least enjoyable. You know, this is right. Let's, let's just do a quick rundown. Like Uh, suicide. I watch it again. Probably not, but it was fun to watch initially. All right. Man, man, that one was fun to watch. Uh, that's a good movie. Uh, Batman vs Superman. Oh, sorry. The original um, or the Dawn of Justice the, uh, Ultimate Birds of Prey. Birds is a good of movie. Prey, like like not even as a bit. That's a good movie. I agree. I, I agree with that one. I did like that movie. Um, <sighs> too long. Avengers um, Endgame. But like, uh, and, and never a movie I'm going to watch again. But like, I enjoyed I enjoyed the experience of going to see that mm. on the day that it came out, sitting in maybe the worst. I've never seen Stagecoach. Stagecoach. Uh, Metropolis. Not seen Metropolis either. Uh, Spawn is bad, Spawn. but it's fun bad. Uh, Blade, 3 Blade 3 is probably the only Blade movie I think I haven't seen. Um, 
fun bad. Men in Black Two, or at least, or at least it has jokes. That's the thing, Men right? In Black. Like, even if a movie is bad, it has things that are somewhat redeeming in it. That you're like, okay, yeah, this is this is fine, I guess. Like it, it, this. Sure, this if you have the lowest bar in the wasted, world, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm not open a bar like, called like I said, Low Bar. Like I, what what movies do you feel Artem- like you've completely Artemis wasted? Your it's probably time. like the Artemis first Fowl? movie in a long time that I walked away from. Uh, yeah, easy. Worse than Sco- Scoob? Scoob got a one and a half on my lettered box. Artemis Fowl got a half because I couldn't give it a zero. I think that's pretty low. Yeah, it's so like you the felt first like it was time just a waste in a long of time. time that I've ever watched a movie and was like, uh, and it's only an hour and a half. That's the thing. It is. It is like I saw the runtime and I'm like. Oh, this will be fine, but they took two books, hey. condensed it into one, and then made it really hey, bad. Hey, Paul? What? Do you ever wish you had more time in a day? If maybe you could have four days in oh one? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a cube <laughs> that I think you know about. That I would love um, yeah, to hear I mean, more I'm, about. I'm glad that you tacked this on at the end of an hour-long episode because I do not have a whole lot of info. But um, to tie it back into uh, what's probably going to be the the last class, classes have been suspended because of COVID. Um, yeah, I know. Our um, well, we have an online um, exam we have to take. Um, but yes, next I week. Uh, was doing. Yeah, we have an exam on the 26th that we cannot miss. Or sorry, the okay. 22nd that we cannot um, miss. But yeah, I was doing a little bit of research into the old uh, Time Cube, um, which is a theory proposed by, uh, I believe his name is Gene Ray. Gene Ray Roddenberry? Is, is his name. Yeah. Are you, are yeah, you saying Star this Trek is Gene Roddenberry's Gene Time Roddenberry's Cube? Time Cube. Um, Otis Eugene Ray, also known as Gene, uh, self-proclaimed wisest man on Earth, um, had a theory about the time cube, which is his theory of everything, um, which basically claims that all science is wrong and that they are all participating in a uh, conspiracy to hide the truth. And the root of, yeah, that sounds right to me immediately. Just what I'm hearing, I connect with. Is that um, the Earth fits into a cube because it's yeah, and 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 again, this is where it gets kind of weird. But but so if you if you put the Earth in a cube, right, and you go to the corners of the cube, Mm -hmm. uh, um. Those okay. four points will be at four different times in the day because of time zones. Now, his theory okay. of the time cube is that time zones aren't real. That's a conspiracy. What we're actually experiencing is four days occurring simultaneously as the cube rotates. Okay, one real quick thing. Time oh, yeah, zones I mean, they're, real. Not, they're not real in the sense that, like, that is a social construct, sure. So this just um, but, immediately but, like, grips me. 
the whole thing breaks down. Like you could just as easily be like, oh, it's not a cube. It's a, 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 a dodecahedron or whatever. You know, it's got 12 sides and there's, and there's 12 uh, simultaneous 24 uh, hour days or whatever. Um, Are you telling me you're proposing an uh, idea yes. right now? Now, a the thing that, that drew me to the time cube is that there's a famous. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul, why don't you good. go decahedron? Um, there's a famous. I'm going to put this in the. Uh, I'm going to drop this in the Discord on the live episode chat, uh, of which the last photo is a photo of Scoop, um, but now is of time cube, um, which is a drawing of the Earth inside the cube uh, that is labeled uh, on the left side sun up. And then going clockwise, um, each corner, midday, sundown, at midnight. And then there are X's on the cube. Uh, okay, so- yeah, Socrates lives here. Socrates uh, Jesus here, live here, here. at sunup. Socrates live here, midday. Mm-hmm. Clinton's live here, sundown. And Einstein lives here, midnight. Um, that's the only one that's grammatically correct, which is weird. Um I guess it, uh, mm-hmm. well, if you think that Jesus is plural because it ends in an S, I guess that makes sense. Because Socrates also ends in an S, and Clinton's. Yeah, uh, but isn't that G's I? I don't know. It could be us, us. Um, regardless, uh, Time Cube, uh, long time Gene Ray offered. $1,000 or $10,000 to anybody who could prove him wrong. Okay, hold on. So is this saying that multiple timelines are It's saying that they are occurring simultaneously. Um, so th- okay, how? So right now I am at 11.37 p.m. in a 24-hour day. On uh, May on what 14th, day? 2020. Sco- Scoob officially drops at midnight <laughs> in 23 minutes. Um, yeah. uh, and then on the other side of the earth, somebody is at 11.37 a.m., also on a 24-hour day, and they are uh, not experiencing, they're experiencing a separate day as they go through their day. And uh, which Jesus, one does Jesus I guess lives at sun up. I don't know if that moves. That's the thing. Um, there's a lot of questions that I, I would. He's unfortunately Otis Eugene Ray uh, died in 2015. Um, he's no longer with us, and his mm-hmm. his website disappeared. Though I believe it was archived at uh, on the Wayback Machine, um, and somebody may have actually just brought it back. Um, but. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions because it, in in some ways I understand the time cube in the sense that um, so in mathematics if you have a curve, right, uh, you can start to um, approximate that curve by putting um, blocks underneath it. Like that's how uh, you know you approximate the area under a curve. Um, and so what he's done is that the Earth is a sphere. And he's approximating the days by just making four blocks. And each one of those is a day. Um, so you could, you could, like I said, okay. you could have like a 12-sided thing or, or more than that. But 
like a, a 12 point thing where you've got 12 24 hour days um, that are all occurring simultaneously it doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, and unfortunately uh, what Paul no, sorry you keep talking I don't want to interrupt if you have more to say uh, I, I do have, have one other thing idea. to say which is uh, that um, uh, Otis Eugene Ray also uh, had a lot of racist shit on his website um, so uh, I don't want to be like me. oh this man this guy was kind of kind of kooky but like he was harmless like no he also had like a bunch of stuff about race war uh, kind of like in there I'm not not like a main do. part of it but like kind of doing his own thing uh, so you can go like look up uh, like an interview with him that was done on like public broadcasting or public access television um, that is like the dude is hard to understand um, also because the audio is not very good um, but he spoke at MIT and then like four years after that is still wearing the hat from yeah he spoke at about the time Cuba. again uh, the students we'll organized him, an we'll event during that. independent activities period apparently is this like a goof uh, yeah I think so I think they were just him? like hey this guy's kind of wacky let's have him come and talk at MIT because that'd be funny I don't really know Mm-hmm. A comedian? No thanks. We'll yeah, do the it's, time cube guy. I know. Uh, somebody made a movie about him, like a documentary, but uh, I was not on it. I was not. Safety not guaranteed. No, it was called Above God. But yeah, but I could <laughs> I couldn't find it. It was. I thought that was about um, Above yeah, God and bigger than Jesus. The story of Time Cube um, and the Beatles. So, uh, but the website is very fascinating because it is like all center lined on like graph paper in blue text. I'm fixing uh, a cube where the time gets in. And goes and goes. So, what were you going to say? What was your idea, Nick? <clears throat> if this is true, which I believe it, it seems true. What do you think will happen if I change the time zone on my computer? Uh, you, I believe that means that you move uh, on the Earth. Like, if you move six hours ahead, you will shift Whoa. a quarter of the way um, around the Earth. Yes. Physically? But what if I want to move about a month forward in time because that would be convenient to a narrative? Um, uh, you could try that. You probably have to do... You might just have to go days ahead. But I think that would work. You want to try that? Okay. I think we should try that. Alright, I'm gonna... Um, I'm gonna... So I think I have to disconnect okay. from the internet for this. <laughs> to disconnect from is the that internet? Legal? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Is it like, um, I could see it being like when you try to collect rainwater. Do you know about this? Do you know, you know, hold on. Do, do, you, know, do you know about this, the legal, the legal thing behind water rights? 
That's incredibly fucking weird. Okay. No, so, please continue. Uh, if you wanted to collect, like, rainwater in certain areas to, like, have for watering plants or something, and it's less so here and more in, like, Southern California, where it's it's a lot more deserts. Uh, yes. Where the uh, girls what? are warm. Um... But so the water rights don't belong to like even if you own a home there, you may not own the the water rights and like the specifically the um I forget the exact term, but it's like downstream water rights. And so uh it is illegal for pe- some people in that area to like collect rainwater because the rights to water that falls from the sky onto land actually belong to somebody else who owned the land forever ago. Um, and that water is, must be allowed to flow unimpeded. And so it's also important for like, if you are digging a drain of some sort to like say, uh, maybe stop your basement from flooding, you have to be very careful to make sure that the water will drain the way that it would naturally otherwise you may be infringing upon somebody's water rights for that wow and and so you think me disconnecting from the internet to uh, change my time is like that how to to get away like to cut cut yourself off from the internet <laughs> uh, in the same way that the people who tried to cut themselves off from like the the water supply and just collect their own rainwater um, are not allowed to do that Okay. I think I understand. Alright. Paul, I'm gonna disconnect from the internet. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna jump ahead? Do you have to disconnect Uh, from the internet? I have a wired connection, so I'm okay. Oh, you... Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's how it works. Okay. It could also be a Mac Windows Windows thing. Okay. Um, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try and, um, fuck with these settings. Paul, I fucked with these settings. I'm getting a lot of notifications. Things things seem different suddenly, but turns out people generally share our opinion about Scoob. I'm glad we were right. Um, all those... yeah, it seems like that was kind of bottom of the priority list with what's going yeah, on right now. The fan apparently. And, um, um, m- mid June today, they uh, declared an autonomous zone in Cincinnati, a temporary one. Is that? Whoa. Okay. That's, also, autonomous huh. zones are a thing. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm just getting all these dings. Uh, so what's an autonomous it's a, a zone? zone that's autonomous. It started in, well, it didn't start in Seattle, but that the they established a big one in Seattle, I guess. More importantly, Tony they Hawk Pro Skater One and one. Two were coming out. They're being remade. And oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's I more think importantly, so. depend on who you talk to. No, the autonomous okay. zone is way more important. <laughs> Okay, it seems like um, 
it, at least in the top three is Black Lives Matter, uh, Autonomous Zones, and, and then Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are being remastered for PC. Um, and console, or just PC? Um... It's I don't on, know how long it's, it's disconnected from the internet, Paul. Yeah, I just it's on keep everything. getting dings. Um, there's been a lot of video game news. Uh, they they showed what the PS5 looks like, apparently. Yeah, it's great. It looks it, like some a little. Said it um, looks like the Bar- the Barclays Center. It looks like a <laughs> PlayStation looks taco. Like the Barclays Center in in New York City. Barclay? Uh, I don't know. Who's Barclay? I, I don't know. I don't know Charles? who it's named after. I If if there's Charles a building Barclay? named after somebody, I immediately do not uh, pay any mind to that person. That's just a little, a little personal opinion and life life uh, 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 advice for people. Also, there's, there's a game they announced where a bunch of... Okay. But I'm talking about yeah. former professional basketball he, player Chuck Sir Charles, yeah. the round mound no. of rebound. Is it named um, after I, him? Look, I played Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guide, and I guess um, you did. I win. streamed it. I guess was it when I was disconnected from the internet for what was actually a month, but yes. felt to me like mere minutes. Um, and then I I've not gotten a chance to restream it. I'm still getting dings. Does the Supreme Court not like Trump? <laughs> Do you get that feeling? <laughs> I forgot that he said that. Oh, <laughs> I get a lot of feelings recently, man. <laughs> so much has happened. It's, you, it seems you like moved, a lot has happened, not you, just in the past, you past month, but in the past him day. literally just shit went off the fucking rails. And I'm not saying it's because you moved, but it just like was a thing where it's just like... Uh, You're saying I was single-handedly not, holding not Cincinnati, Cincinnati <laughs> but just in general, like, like it just like. Well, Cincinnati is the heart of Ohio, and Ohio uh, is, is the that heart a of it all. Randy Newman song that sounds like a Randy Newman song. Um, <laughs> I think it's what it says on license uh, plates, but, but it, 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 you know, it feels, it can be. you know, that um, that famous song. Um, by, by well, no, right next to Randy Newman. Smash Mouth, where I say the years start coming and they don't stop coming. That's that's been the last like five weeks. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just been the the. <laughs> yeah, not no. It it hasn't been that. It's it's the edited version uh, of that where it just every line yeah. is and they don't stop um, coming. That's what it's felt like. Things have just like popped off so rapidly. That it's been really hard to like focus on anything. To drop the kayfabe for a second, I moved and then had a really big project at work, and I've not been able to keep up with how everything's um, different again. Yeah, like you moved, and we were like struggling to like it's like okay, well we'll you know I'm gonna let Nick get his life back in order before we record, and then. Um, the 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 thing in Minneapolis happened with George Floyd, um, and then like 
on Monday there were protests and then by like Wednesday I had friends who were like shit things are really taking off in Minneapolis do we like should people like go there to help or whatever and then like by Friday there were protests in Cincinnati that were like popping off um yeah and they've been pretty yeah, Cincinnati uh, in Cincinnati um, right like there's there's been like actions almost every day since that Friday which was like three two and a half three weeks ago now um that's very they're not like not everything's a huge action but like there were mm-hmm. you know at, at, like a couple hundred people at least at at the ones on everything on the weekends is like packed um, and then on weekdays, there's been people like outside the Justice Center, like SA has been outside the Justice Center along with like the DSA, uh, the the PSL, uh, Socialist Alternative, Democratic Socialists of America, uh, Party for Socialism and Liberation, a group called the Cincinnati Sisters, um, uh, uh, Mabel, which is Mass Action for Black Liberation, which is like used to be Black Lives Matter Cincinnati. They changed their name. Um, they kind of dropped off the radar to my knowledge for a little bit, but they are apparently back. Um, or at least people affiliated with them are back. Uh, there's a new, I feel like they were organizing a lot of the Ray Tensing stuff. That's when I joined SA and SA was like on the ground with them doing like a lot of organizing. Uh, that was still when they were black lives matter Cincinnati. Well, SA was broadcasting from... Um, yeah, so th- that's the thing that's been wild meeting. this week is that, you know, they announced the, the Cincinnati city budget, which uh, is supposed to be approved uh, and go into effect on July 1st, which is, I guess, the start of the new fiscal year. Uh, the mayor and I think there's another person involved put together a recommended city budget that the city council has to vote on. Um, and obviously one of the big demands around this whole thing has been to defund the, the police. Um, and they, you know, people are demanding, like, let the public be heard about this stuff at these budget meetings, which I think has always happened. But with COVID, it's been a, a very different thing. Right. Uh, so they announced a meeting on Tuesday and then a meeting today. And then there was supposed to be a meeting tomorrow that after Tuesday decided to just cancel claiming that like, well, it's Juneteenth or whatever, but also more likely, mm-hmm. I don't think they realized how many people were going to show up at the meeting on Tuesday and yell at them to not, not give the police a fucking increase in yeah. their funding. Like right now, like literally the worst thing you could do as a politician is to just be like, Hey, that thing that you're calling for and like have been holding constant protest for three weeks about what if not only did we not do that, but what if we gave them more money and took a bunch of money away from fucking schools uh, and, and like social services and health services and all these other things that are way more important. And the Cincinnati Police Department. Right. Like, like even history. before 2001, but like. Since like so, the Rodney King riots, um, uprisings, whatever you want to call them, in '92 in LA were pretty localized. To LA it was like the the like a large, massive unrest 
around police brutality. Um, and then like that was it for a long time. And then 2001, after the, the murder of Timothy Thomas by the, the Cincinnati police department, um, there was like massive protests in Cincinnati. And that actually the, the, the Timothy Thomas stuff is partially what prompted the city to like team up with three CDC or create three CDC as a public private ownership, whatever the heck it's called. Um, and Oh, Oh yeah. Have, have we talked about that at all? How, um, when I was in college for one of my courses, it was taught by Norm Rashid and Charlie Lucan came in to, um, as a guest speaker. And he said that, um, in 2001, once they ordered the citywide curfew that, uh, he walked around over the Rhine with the police escort and then like kind of left them behind because there was no one around and he walked around over the Rhine and just saw how beautiful the architecture was and how I'm trying to remember the way he put it because it was very condescending and unsettling, but basically how it was being, how it wasn't being appreciated. And then that's what led to him, him starting three CDC. uh, Um, but yeah, that's like like the whole thing. It's like three CDC was started to um, take back in the, in their eyes, take back over the Rhine from people who have not been appreciative of it uh, to restore these old buildings. That shit that people love to talk about about Cincinnati having the largest collection of Italian architecture outside of Italy, um, but like is also completely ignorant of the history of Cincinnati, which was like like. OTR being mm-hmm. this area where um, a bunch of people were forced to, after the West End was destroyed, to put through 7175. Or I guess it's just 75 at that spot. Um, but they destroyed the West End. People were displaced, moved to OTR. Um, so it has a long history of being like a place where, like, here's where you get, here's where you wind up when, when your home has been destroyed. Um, and then the city mm-hmm. just deciding like, you know, fuck it. We're going to do it again, you know, <laughs> and force everybody out of OTR. Um, and so many, that's the thing that's been really frustrating with these protests. It's been like the, the media has like almost never talked, like none of the local news stations have like talked to the people on the ground who are in the protests they're primarily concerned with like, oh, what are the residents of OTR who are like inevitably at this point, like bougie ass, like white, like landowners, like people who own those buildings now, uh, who obviously are yeah. not happy about uh, people causing a, a ruckus or whatever in their in their perfect city or you know at the the budget the budget meeting on Tuesday. Um, well, in a. And they changed over the Rhine to be basically a playground for yeah. like or, or, or people employees. from the suburbs to come in and have fun on the weekends. Yeah. But yeah, like a bunch of people at the, the budget meeting on Tuesday were um, like white land, like uh, white property owners who were there to talk about. Cause I guess one of the things that they're talking about is uh, because the the COVID-19 stuff and because the economy has kind of been fucked by that so that's another thing on top of this whole thing is that just in general the economy has been fucked um, it's like they're talking about like well what if we just 
kind of stop running the streetcar or we turn it like the, the term being used as like a zombie streetcar. So they spent all this money to build this streetcar that nobody really wanted. They just wanted them to fucking put money into public transportation. But we could, God forbid, we do that because it might let uh, the black people that we've displaced from fucking OTR actually have uh, the ability to get back into the city. Um, so let's build a streetcar that just does a loop from the banks to OTR. Yeah, it's not even functional transportation. It's like the fucking train at the zoo. It just um, goes in a circle. But, like, so many people at the... Like, if people weren't there... What wasn't... Sorry, just go back. Wasn't the original plan to expand it considerably? Yeah, it was... And it's... How far does it even cover? It goes from the banks to what the yeah yeah it goes the, to, the yeah, brewery goes, district yes, or whatever the fuck they call it by Rheingeist now. It's just like all the entertainment shit in over the Rhine. It's such right, and it's the thing garbage. where like it would have been garbage even if it were on the original proposed route for the most part because like we have buses that fucking work. Just like fix those. Or, or fund those and like have a better schedule for those. Um, and instead we had to get this fucking streetcar because we were, you know, we're like, Oh, well, we can use federal grant money to pay for it. Um, and then we, uh, uh, our shithead mayor, John Cranley was like, well, what if we just take that grant money and did a different thing with it? And they were like, no, you have to spend on the streetcar. Um, so that's what we got. Uh, and I think it, I think it would have gone up to UC as well, which is not yeah much better, but like at least would be a significant part of the city to traverse on that. Um, if you look at it as like, well, you could take a bus and then transfer or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, it was just like a bunch of like business owners in OTR saying that they need the straight the streetcar to continue to be opera um in operation otherwise they're gonna lose money uh, and it's just like well fuck off right now because like there's more important shit than your fucking boutique dog food store that you opened in otr or whatever <laughs> um yeah i don't know i I'm glad that I left Cincinnati, but I'm also very proud of the people I know in Cincinnati and how many people I know have been It's been active. wild. Um, uh, you know, Sarah and I have been out at a couple of the things. Um, SA's had a presence at pretty much everything. We've had people at a lot of stuff. Um, but, like, some of these things had, like, couple thousand people at like I think one of the things was like somewhere supposed to be around 6,000 people were at a, at a march a couple Sundays ago um, which is just fucking wild um, considering that like yeah. when the Ray Tensing stuff happened which was like a police brutality case that occurred inside like in Cincinnati um, even at the height of that it was like you know, maybe a thousand, uh, like, and that was like, again, it mm -hmm. wasn't the thing that was like sustained, you know, there was like probably a big thing in the immediate aftermath. And then there were like a couple of big marches. Cause so much of it was like, while the trial was happening, 
Um, and then when like the jury was hung, so they had to get a new jury or whatever. There was stuff around that. And it was just a very different like mood. Well, I and think that was so. In and so that's part of it. Right? Like that's that's part of why I think the things have been so sustained is that a the economy is at where it is. Uh, the 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 country's been on lockdown because of COVID. Um. Yeah, a lot of a people. A lot of people don't have jobs. Um, and then also just in this general anti-Trump sentiment, um, which was like my big worry when this stuff first mm-hmm. kicked off was that, um, people were going to co-opt it into like, oh well, this you know the reason that that things are as bad as they are now is because of Trump, like. You know, uh, back remember when Obama was president and uh, no black people ever got. Ki- which is the route that immediately oh, yeah. but, like, Joe it, Biden it, has gone Which is insane to me because fucking Ferguson happened under Obama and Joe Biden. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. I know. And it's in 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 and Bernie oh, no, does Bern- not have Bernie the best immediately take on this like went from being but, like. Well, he's he's wrong about certain things, but he's way better to Joe Biden to like also being like, well, we should give the police more funding, and it's like, no, fuck off, <laughs> like, like you you can make yeah. you can say like, oh, we're gonna give them more funding so they can do sensitivity training or whatever, uh, and then they'll just maybe feel a little bit worse about choking a black guy to death, you know, like it's the thing. Of, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But uh, uh, Bernie. I just thought it was funny. I looked at the immediate reactions and Bernie has, as yeah, he was like, let's pay cops more. That sucks. But, um, he also, it was just, I thought it was interesting that the immediate reactions were him saying that like, you know, this is uh stomach. And then Joe Biden just being like, this is uh this is all Trump. It's all Trump. Yeah. Buster. It's, again, like, which is just, we the 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 racial discourse that Trump's promoting is you know I don't know it's it's very obvious we've all talked about it before it was just I think interesting in that moment to see how fucking just out of right. touch well again it's the thing of like the Biden campaign is it's not just Biden it's like the vote blue no matter who mindset and it's like well the cities where like most of the stuff has happened have democratic. How long ago was it that Biden said Dude, um, that was like ain't black? Literally, that was like a week before yesterday. Shit took off. That was uh, when he went on the Breakfast Club okay. with Charlemagne the God. Hold on, I've got a like. Um, that was May. Uh, like twenty third is when that was, or like twenty second maybe. Um. Actually, take that back. So this says May twenty third, which is like a. Th- that is a Thursday, but they're talking about a thing on a Friday. So it might have been, um, it might have been before that. But 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 basically, like a week before George Floyd was murdered, is when he said that. Uh, uh, but then also, still like, Minneapolis's like mayor and city council is primarily Democrat. Um, you know, Seattle, which which has had a bunch of shit. That's where the autonomous zone is, like, largely Democrat. Like, this idea that, like, well, if you just vote for the person with the D next to their name, all the problems would go away is, like, demonstrably not true. Um, and, in fact, like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the D is <laughs> yes. for demonstrably um, not true. I mean, right? the shit that happened. Like, do you know what happened like today? I, and I, like, I know that we are going super long and completely off. The, like, this has no longer been a, a funny education. I mean, it's more educational now than it has been ever, maybe. Um, but uh, we we did our bit. We talked about Scoob. We have to yeah. fucking balance this out somehow. Okay. Uh, no, what happened today? So Tuesday. I, I, yeah. So Tuesday they they announced or they announced like last week. They're like, hey, we're gonna do this the budget meeting. We're gonna have three days for public input. Put, uh, and it was gonna be like, yes, and it was like Tuesday in Cincinnati. I, yeah, I know. So Tuesday I know was like six left. to midnight, and today it was supposed to be four to midnight, and then tomorrow was supposed to start at noon and then go until whenever. Um, because they weren't sure how many people were going to sign up because people were signing up so quickly. On Tuesday, they stopped at 10, and I don't know if that's because they just decided to end it um, or, like, they literally just did not plan enough time or, like, plan enough speakers Um, because they were doing both, like, Zoom calls and also people who were... I think they had space for 300 people to be in person at the Duke Energy Center. Then today... Um, also, first off, to, to set this up, um, to what caused man to, to fucking be just a huge piece of shit today specifically, is on Tuesday, there was a moment where Jeff Pastor interrupted somebody that was speaking because somebody in the crowd, I guess, was um, uh, being obnoxious. It's, it's not really clear what was happening. It wasn't getting picked up on the live stream, at least. Um, but I had, I had friends who were like in the room mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, there's a guy who's like being disruptive. Um, and Jeff pastor called for like a sergeant at arms to escort that guy out of the building. And obviously people were like the, Hey, that, that's not a good idea. Considering everyone's here talking about how the police should be defunded. Um, and so they, they, they like, I think they managed to yeah. deescalate that. Like the people in the room deescalated that. So that guy didn't get like dragged off by the cops. That guy later gets on the mic and is a like black Republican who has, I think, run for office before, um, but immediately starts talking about how we need to give the cops more money. Uh, and then people like boot him or whatever. Uh, and then David Mann interrupted. Um, mm-hmm. Now suddenly mad that uh, people were booing this guy and not giving him a chance to speak. So today, a similar thing happened where somebody showed up to talk about. Uh, not only do we need to increase the funding for the police, but we should get rid of any restrictions on their budget. Like they should be able to spend this money however they want, uh, which obviously got booed by the crowd. And David Mann just flipped out and was just like, you know, this is undemocratic. People are booing this unpopular opinion. Um, and so this meeting is over. And he and uh, Betsy Sunderland, I think is her name, uh, just left. Uh, and actually, like, I think there's nine people on cities Cincinnati City Council. Uh, mm-hmm. Four of them were left over in the building. I think some of them were on Zoom. Uh, but, like, only four of them were left. Um, <laughs> and there was just, like, a moment where, like, yeah. it kind of erupted into chaos. Because, like, this was at, like, 6, 6.30. Maybe. So, like, not even three hours into the meeting. And David Mann decided, and this is after they already canceled tomorrow's meeting. Like, they decided to cancel tomorrow's meeting saying that, like, it's Juneteenth. And that's a holiday. Um, And so we're just going to cancel the meeting, which to me is, like, the most craven-ass cynical shit that you could do, right? To be like, well, 
we got we spent all of Tuesday getting yeah. yelled at because we want to give the police more money, uh, and we know that's just going to be the the what these meetings are going to do. Yeah, have they no, ever done anything for not. June Juneteenth before? Yeah, but, of course but now not. that they can use it as that's an excuse absurd. to like that this is something be like oh yeah we we can't do the meeting that would be mean because it's Juneteenth. Um, yeah, it, it, and they announced that they're gonna they painted fucking the big mural of Black Lives Matter out in front of City Hall. Um, which I think is goofy, like whatever, you know, I don't get too pissed about that, but it's just hilarious that like a bunch of like shitty politicians are like, no, see, we care. We're, we're paying black artists to, to do the street. We're not doing anything to materially like stop the cops from continuing to like murder people wholesale and get away with it or whatever. But like we, 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 we painted you a picture. Mm hmm. Um. So yeah, the the meeting just like continued God. for a yeah. bit. Um, like I think Sittenfeld was in the room trying to like Sittenfeld and Kearney were like kind of the two main people. Pastor was there, um, trying to like well we'll still continue to hear people, but the like the live feed got cut. So if you wanted to tune in, you had to basically watch. Uh, Sa had a stream from going in the room, and I think Nick Swartzel with City Beat had a stream going for a while. And at a certain point, like. The cops had, like, surrounded the Duke Energy Center, um, were talking about going in, but then were afraid of being swarmed or whatever, so they, like, did not go in. <laughs> um, but they, like, locked the gate, and so they basically barricaded everybody inside so that nobody knew could come in, um, though people, I guess, were still able to leave. Um, and so the, for the people's safety, they like the people in the room were just like, you know, fuck it. We're just going to make sure everybody leaves at once. So they can't like do anything. And then they just took the street outside the Duke energy center. Um, which is nuts hmm. to me. So, um, but yeah, this is like a, a thing that like just rapidly exploded again. Like, that's how volatile things are. Um, I know that Chicago yeah. has been, um, not to, like, make everything about Cincinnati, because it's, like, a, in the long run, it's a relatively small city. But, like, Chicago's been, like, a shit show as well, right? Or, like, Lightfoot's been a complete fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. I think Light Lightfoot has lost any goodwill. I don't think anyone likes uh, Lori Lightfoot at this point. I've, like, you know, like I said, I've been so busy that I haven't been able to really keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on. All I know is that it was, they they raised the bridges for protesters so that everyone was trapped. They announced a curfew and then shut down public transportation so that people were trapped. Um, Lori Lightfoot was, like, formerly on, I think, the police ethics board, like, just knows that really it's all fucked and still intentionally set things so that the people could be assaulted by cops. I know that um, like on one of the demands that's been going around with all this, like the big demand obviously is defund police. What amount you want them to be defunded ranges. I think depending on where you are on the, the, the leftism scale, <laughs> um, um, ranging from like, 50% all the way to like no police at all. Um, I know that. 
Yeah, that's the craziest thing. People are like when we say defund the police, we don't mean disband the police. It's like, well, yeah, I, so f- I, it, I had this conversation with like Sarah because like uh, Shama in Seattle put was like going to put forth a bill to, to to cut police funding in half, um, and was critiqued for that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously the the mood is like completely get, get rid of the cops. Um, but her her response, I think, which is really good, and I think is like a thing that people really should. Um, keep in mind with all this stuff um, is like you can't get rid of the cops without get, also getting rid of capitalism, right? Like if you still have capitalism, there will be police. It may not be the state police. It may not be city police. Um, like if you just, if you were able to flip a switch, right? That just was like police off. Uh, immediately what you would just get is a bunch of fucking like private mercenary groups. Like Blackwater, you would just yeah, we would just like yeah, yeah, we would we would just Blackwater in the streets, um, and then at that point, um, the current like attitude of like, well, the police are there to protect citizens would just completely disappear, and it's like, well, actually, no, they're there to protect the people with money because they're getting paid by the people with money. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, it just exactly sounds like the pretense right? would be gone. And I mean, in in private, you know, they already hire private security firms. They already pro- hire uh, security guards that are told that it's easier. And and this is from my experience of being on a set and then talking with a security guy, who he said that that the company he works for, they've told him it's easier if you shoot someone to kill them, to just murder them, let them die there, than to do paperwork or, or than to injure them because there's more paperwork. There's more risk for the company. If you shoot to maim, then shoot to kill. And that was a, a security guard on a movie set. Um, so I, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it would be really that much worse. I get why people are hesitant, and I, and I do get that argument. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, out of everyone I've talked to, which uh, I'm still largely quarantining, so it hasn't been a ton, but... I I don't I the uh, personally the only good cop experience I've ever had was um when the cop get let me off with a warning because I did cry and um two when a cop drove me to the end of the street um because there was a dog sniffing the area so he gave me basically a a uh 30 foot car ride while I was drunk walking home from the bar and for a moment there, when I got in the back of the cop car, I thought, oh, no, he tricked me. Um, but they drove down the street let me I, out. like, I've been very lucky to not have a whole lot of, like, other than, um, like, accidents, like car accidents, where, like, yes, the cops are the ones who respond. Are they necessarily the people who need to respond to those? No. Mm-hmm. Um one was when I hit a deer up in like Northern Ohio. And the one was like when I was in a pretty bad car accident with my dad, Mm -hmm. um, on two seventy five when I was a kid. Um, and again, that's just like, but like beyond that, like my two experience, actually three experiences with police, uh, have mostly been with like UCPD. And one of that was, uh, me and my buddies hanging out in the parking garage at UC just like talking because we were getting, we were going to go see zombie land. <laughs> um, and we're just hanging out mm-hmm. 
beforehand and uh my buddy they were like skateboarders or my one buddy's into skateboarding and so that he was just like just skating around in the garage while we like killed time for you know 30 minutes before we had to go to this movie um and as we were pulling out of the garage like the cops showed up all of a sudden and stopped us and like searched the car searched us uh and claimed that they heard bottles being broken which like is obviously fucking mm-hmm. not like at no point like we, a we were the only people in the garage and b there was like nothing that could have possibly sounded like a bottle being broken but because we were hanging out in the garage i guess they they wanted to make sure that we weren't drinking or or, or smoking or something um so they just, just stopped and harassed us about uh-huh. it it's just like what the fuck like what are you doing you know Oh yeah, when I was when I was what 16, 17, 16, I think, got patted me down and asked me how many phones I had on me because I had an iPod in my pocket. Then asked me if I had any guns, if I had a suicide vest, as he put it. Um, I've been like I think I've been in multiple cars that have been searched. Uh, when I was robbed and I called the cops, actually I didn't call the cops. <laughs> I remember this. Cops. This is on uh, um, that like street over for me, right? Yeah, nothing fucking happened. They showed up, and they're just like, huh. Oh, yeah, well, they must have come, and the door must have been unlocked. We never got anything back. We never got any closure. They just showed up, and then they looked oh. around Oh, you know what? I will, I will say there was one other time I've had to deal with the cops, and that was down in Atlanta, and that was when somebody broke into my car and stole a backpack. Um, and again, like, mm-hmm. nothing came out of that. And, like, I don't want, I didn't want anything to come out of that, right? Like, the backpack was like a nice backpack, uh, like a custom backpack or whatever. Um, and then I had a bunch of books in it. Like it was, it was like a messenger bag. So it like definitely looked like yeah. you could have had a laptop in it. Um, but they got a bunch of books and they were mostly library books, I think. So I had to actually like go to the Cincinnati library and be like, Hey, those books got stolen. Here's mm-hmm. the police incident file. I guess if you need that. Um, and that's like it. You know, and again, it was like a thing of like, no crime was prevented. Nothing really happened to like fix that, <laughs> you know, um, like the mm-hmm. only, the only thing that it really did was, um, I guess I, if I needed the number for like insurance claims to be like, Hey, will you pay? Will, does my insurance cover my window that got broken? Yeah, cops are fucking pointless. um, But, and then, like, I mean, this whole thing has really just shown that, like, especially in Cincinnati, like, yeah, I've been at a lot of those protests, and, like, people love to talk about, like, oh, well, you know, they were violent, and there was looting, and all this other shit, and it's just, like, like, A, no. (laughs) Like, that, that stuff is, like, not really happening on the ground all that much. Um, and any time that, like, shit has popped off has been because, like, it, it was instigated, you know? Yeah. Hey, Paul, did you get any, any of those sweet, sweet George Soros bucks for uh, protesting? Shit. You haven't got anything yet? Um, I heard he was busting people in. Were it's you just so, too local to fucking, get paid? 
hilarious that that's that's even a thing. Um, there was a guy at actually one of the, uh, not one of the ones that I was at, but I was. Have you seen no, any of these the these Antifa people out here? One of these things during a live stream, like in the street, yelling about Antifa and outside agitators, telling them to go home. And like I was in that protest, mm-hmm. like I was in the the rally before the march, but I did I wasn't in the march itself. And like literally, that rally was put on by like a bunch of local musicians and shit. And like, you know. I I knew like half the fucking people in the crowd there. Um and but it's just like people have like worked themselves up into this weird paranoia. It's like the cops in Chicago were absolutely convinced that Antifa was sending a, a truckload of uh super soldiers from Indianapolis in like Yeah, man. Don't you know where they grow Antifa super soldiers in Indianapolis? What a weird. I love it uh, for. I love the fact that it was indie. What a hilarious thing. <laughs> Indies, uh, Indies like garbage. Is do you think Indianapolis is worse than Columbus, um, Indiana, or Columbus, Ohio? <sighs> Ohio. I hate Columbus, Ohio a lot. I know. I don't like... I don't know if Indianapolis is better or worse. I, I think Indianapolis Indiana. is a fine city. I've only really been in... Like, I've made stops there while going to Chicago. Um, we went to Gen Con in Indy, which was cool. Um, I know mm-hmm. that it definitely has its own issues with, like gentrification and whatnot um i mean every city does um but um i i definitely get less of a shit vibe from it the way that i get in columbus but i think that's probably just because of osu really oh i mean like shitty people not like it's a shitty town Yeah, okay, I would say that Indianapolis is better than Columbus just because um there's there there's more in Ohio that's there's a lot more in Ohio that Ohio is better than Indiana. But I think Indian Indianapolis is better than Columbus just because there's not a whole lot better in Indiana. I hear Bloomington's all right, but outside of Bloomington there's nothing. And then in Ohio you have the big 3, Cincinnati, <laughs> Cleveland, Cedar Point. But Dayton's good too. I don't know. Things have been things have been wild and hectic. Um, so, I mean, that's part of why it's been really hard. Like, I've just um, up until this week, I think I've had uh, something going on every night for the last like three weeks. Um, I've uh, yeah. I this is the first time I've been able to not work or like stop working at a reasonable time well yes, hey man. Paul hey Paul you know life may be hectic but a good way to escape from reality is to turn on your flashlight and shoot some shadow men uh, which I think this uh, Saturday so tomorrow by the time this comes out we'll um, be doing that correct 
Yeah. Let me... Uh, the timing may have to be shifted back a little bit. Because um, there's a rally that I'm providing a PA for at like 2 to 5, I think, on Saturday. Uh, okay. EST. But um, I think I could probably figure out a way to do... Uh, some waking up later in the evening. Well, if not, I'll stream something. So we will be streaming Saturday. Pay attention to um, Think the Podcast on it's Twitter Instagram. and uh, the old Instagram. We, we're on Facebook. We don't use it because we're uh, uh, Facebook's the times. bad, man. I was trying to find live videos um, of people live streaming live streaming this shit tonight and like real bad all facebook videos and live things are all like breitbart like i've done nothing that would ever that feels right make facebook be like here's a person who probably is interested in breitbart um but god do they love to try to get me to watch those videos so well well you know There is, oh my god, man! I can't even talk about it. We'll t- oh, it's it's a work thing, and I could get in trouble. So I'll, let's just—you got anything um, you want to plug? God, I'll tell you uh, about it afterwards. Oh, I don't think we've recorded since um, upstairs. Re- yeah, we released an EP called "Town yeah, All for Life." Um, it is available on Band. Yeah, it's available on L- Bandcamp. Life all it's over town. Steam, not Steam on uh, Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, we put it out on Steam. <laughs> My brain Steam? is broken, man. It's it's after midnight. I need to go that's to bed. Great. Um, that's great, man. Yeah, yeah, but you let uh, it all hang out. Yeah, it's <laughs> Clapton's a um, racist. No, we have an album out. Uh, go listen to it. Uh, we announced that also we will have like a that's an EP. We will have a full album coming out uh, in October. I don't know if we have a final date. Um, nailed down just yet but uh that is coming out then i i hey i went and i got it when it came out on the uh friday that was good for y'all and i gotta yeah, say i feel pretty, pretty good, good about these songs so it's pretty they're pretty good songs no. i think everyone should listen to them i think the 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 best compliment uh i've seen so far is uh somebody saying that um what we call the year song, the last song on the EP, uh, makes him want to put headphones in and then go uh, wreck a skating part. So, damn. Like it, no, I think like with, with, with really good this? skateboard tricks. I, I know I don't oh, think does they this do. Person skateboard, but I, I think that the music moves them to want to. I've never. I've never mentally associated you guys with um, skateboarding, but I really hope that there's a mod for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered where you can upload uh, the Upstairs album to play in the background while you shred and do a 360 Godsmack off an ollie wall. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, sure. Yes. Pop shove it. Sorry, my I'm I'm out of it. We need to wrap this up. Do you have a... Do you have Shelf anything that's got a, I've been the, trying the, to. to promote? You know, I got a lot of buns in the oven. I got a lot of bread rising. Um, okay. Nothing I'm ready to talk about. 
other than um check out um look for Nicholas Rue on ID I I am I I am DP. Um I am now um three steps away from Kevin How Bacon. How did that happen? My bacon number is three. Because um on IMDB you can find Nicholas Rue's page and Nicholas Rue was in um a short that I can't remember the name of with Spencer House, who was in um, Space Force with Steve Carell, who was in okay. Crazy Stupid cool. Love with Kevin Bacon. So wh- I've been watching Space Force, and it's a terrible show that has nothing to say and is absolute garbage. But um, a a featured character is a guy I went to college okay. with who I did act in a thing with. That's cool. Well, so I'm that's happy fun. for you, and I'm happy. For- Happy that he's getting work. He's getting that. He, he he does well. He's a nice guy. I really liked him in in all the plays in college, and I think this character is really a bit simplistic uh, with what he's capable of. But it's he's yeah. You know, I, I I hope the best for him. Um, especially because the last thing I saw him in was the Big Sick, where he played a character uh, called oh, Racist good. Heckler. I think Jeff said he just watched the Big Sick and that it wasn't good. So. That's just an, another person's opinion. I mean, eh, it's I liked it. I like all rom coms uh. though. It's kind of weird. It's a weird movie. Anyway, um, thanks for thinking around with us. Um, it's good to be in June. I think I think it's good. It's you know we're in that's, June. That's true. We're alive, in June. so that's something. Um, alright, don't think too hard without us. Bye.